Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to do something sweet today, all you got to do is hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by DuckDown Rob. 1400 packages of cookies iBroker Rewards program. The year was 2000 in Canada. One of the better grocery store chains Loblaws had introduced their new President's Choice PC Points Reward program. This was tied into their PC Financial MasterCard. There was a month-long promotion where you could get bonus points for purchasing select items. One of the items was their signature President's Choice Decadent Chocolate Chip Cookies. These are amazing cookies that are still around today. The offer was, for every bag of cookies purchased for the regular price of $1.99, you got a 1,000 PC points when you used your PC Financial MasterCard. That 1,000 PC points was worth $1 for a later redemption. Buying a package of great cookies for half price after reward value would not make for a good malicious compliance story, now would it? I figured something out and started some major malicious compliance with their offer. I started by going from store to store and buying every bag of cookies I could find. I even asked if they had cases in the back. From one store, I was able to get 8 cases. I ended up getting 1400 packages of cookies over a 3 week period before the program broke. Having 1400 packages of cookies created a problem. What was I going to do with all those cookies I bought for $1.99? At the time, I was a field sales rep for a company with four factories in the province. I ended up selling most of the cookies for a dollar a package to the employees. They thought it was a great deal and couldn't get enough. Onto the points. Every couple of days, the bonus points would show up in my PC points account. I realized I could take my PC points and convert them online from PC points to Petro points. Petro Canada Gas Station Rewards Program. Once I had 100,000 PC points, I would convert to 100,000 Petro points. I would then go online into my Petro points account and convert those points to Sears Club points. Sears was a department store that's now gone. Eventually, I would redeem the Sears Club points for vouchers that could be used for in-store purchases at Sears. The break after converting 1.4 million PC financial points to Petro points Over a couple of weeks, Petro Canada caught on and immediately stopped all conversions to Sears for everyone. No more points could be converted. It was even marked as not available on their website. I called Petro Points when I found out and after a little discussion regarding the sudden end of the conversions, was allowed one final conversion. The math? One package of cookies costs $1.99. I sold the package of cookies for $1.00 earned $1 in PC points, exchanged that $1 in PC points to $1 in Petro points, exchanged the $1 in Petro points to $5 in Sears Club points. For a net investment of $1,400 after selling the cookies and transferring 1.4 million in points among programs, 
I ended up with $7,000 in Sears Club vouchers that I used on sale and clearance items at Sears. It was a fun three weeks while it lasted. Does anybody else think that OP is the person that killed Sears? If you were in a situation like this and you realized you could take these points, convert them a couple times and make money off of them, but you got to gamble that it would all work out, would you be willing to go as far as OP did? Spend a load of money and then try to convert those points and get five times your value? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Princess K1293, getting stuff for free. Before I tell my story, I want to preface it by saying that I have a truly great employer. I quit a job where I made twice as much as I make now and have no regrets. That's how much I love my job. Given more context, even the rule below makes sense and results in a net gain for us as employees since store success is passed on to us in the form of bonuses each week. I work at a discount retail store where we get a lot of unique items. When we only get in one or two of something, employees are asked to wait a full calendar week before purchasing it so that it can be advertised and draw people in. After a while, things get marked down and eventually thrown out if they don't sell. I'd say about 10% of our items make it to the 99 cent shelf. Very few things make it to the discard pile. Once it's in the discard pile, anyone can claim it until it gets thrown in the garbage at the end of the day. An item came in that I didn't think would sell well as a set, but I was sure would sell for more if we split them up and sold the pieces individually. I was planning a garage sale in a couple of months when the weather warmed up and figured that would be the perfect time. But rather than wait for when I was ready for it, I figured I would help the store out by buying it now and freeing up that space. When I mentioned to my assistant manager that I didn't think it would sell well as a set, but that I wanted to buy it to split and flip individually, I was told that we had to wait a full calendar week after something set out before we can buy it, and that I would have to ask the store owner if I wanted an exception. I'm sure I could have gotten an exception. That set had been sitting in the warehouse for several days while they deliberated whether it was worth setting it out at all. They already knew it wasn't going to sell, so rather than jump through hoops to get an exception, I waited until it was marked down and down and down and eventually was added to the discard pile. Now, instead of a 20% profit after having sat on it for two months, I made a 100% profit having sat on it for just a few days. I've gotten several items that way in my time here, but this is the first one I planned for. I don't think anyone even noticed except for my assistant manager, who discreetly told me she was moving it to the discard pile since she knew I had been interested. Honestly, as a person that just loves looking through random junk, this sounds like the kind of job that would be fun for me. Makes me think about a time as a kid where I would be going to school and my bus driver very once in a blue moon rarely would hold out a box and it just has a bunch of random assorted things in it, knickknacks, toys, bead necklaces, and you just try to grab something really quick on your way out of the bus and you just got to keep it. It felt like an I spy book all contained within one bucket. I just love looking through like thrift stores and junky things. It's just fascinating. This next story is by the Morai. I'll call your parents. This isn't my story, but it's from my mother. Just to make things easy, Colleen is my mother. Tim's her husband at the time, dad is her dad. My mother got married to this guy very early. She didn't really want to get married, but she kind of got pressured into it and didn't know how to get out of it. Once they got married, he was awful. She tried to leave several times, but he would physically pull her back into the house. They would get into terrible fights where they were yelling at each other. 
During an argument one day, Tim said, You know what? I'm going to call your parents. Colleen said, Okay, do it. She had no idea what he was expecting from her parents, but she knew it wasn't going to end the way he wanted it to. He then called them and asked them to come over. They were very confused over the phone. Once they arrived, he started ranting about how Colleen is a terrible wife and won't do what he says, and all sorts of things along those lines. Once he finally stops, her dad looks over at her and goes, Hey, do you want to come home with us? She jumped up and left with her parents. A few months later, the divorce was finalized. Yeah, I don't really know what they expected here, but like... You brought her parents over and then said, Hey, your daughter isn't bending to every ounce of my will. And expected them to be like, Oh, you're being a bad wife. You need to do everything for this guy and listen to everything he says. Maybe some really old-fashioned parents, but proper good parents? They would never do that. Our next story is by PunkGirl01. Have I just been maliciously complied to? I went to drop off my bike at the bicycle parking. The clerk said, Oh, since we know you, no need to make a ticket. I asked him to give me a ticket anyways. In that moment, what crossed my mind was that I needed the ticket to get my day more organized. Also, better safe than sorry about my bike. So the clerk maliciously complied, asking me full details, name and phone number, which I reluctantly gave him. I asked for the ticket after all, and wrote down the time I got in. After I left, it clicked that since we weren't registering time, he maybe was willing to let me park for free since I said it was going to be a short stay. Riding here so I exercised the bitter taste of basically refusing free service because I couldn't trust them with my bike. This is kind of interesting because like, while they probably did pass up free service, was it really that much of a mistake to actually just go ahead and do the proper thing and pay for the parking and make sure you got that ticket for your bike? Is what OP did here a regrettable thing? Or is this something that OP should be like, eh, whatever. This next story is by Jimothy Riggins. Take away my company car? I'll just fly everywhere. First, this isn't the company I work for, but a company that services the same customers, and I interact quite often with their sales team. For a little backstory, this job is a sales job, where you represent a manufacturer and travel around a territory calling on customers that sell your products. The territory is generally at least two states and averages 30,000 miles on the road per year, if not more. The company in question was recently acquired by a new ownership group that has a reputation for buying stagnant businesses, trimming down every possible expense they think is excessive, and selling it once it looks profitable, even though the company is barely functioning because of all the cuts. After the acquisition, the new ownership group decides that the sale rep's company's cars were one of those excessive expenses. They were told to buy their own cars and they'd be given a monthly allowance to pay for the vehicle. There's several problems. They drove at least 30,000 miles a year, so no matter what kind of car they bought, the car would depreciate in value very quickly and they would likely need to trade it in in a few years before it was paid off. Also, if they wanted to use exactly what their allowance would allow for a car, they'd likely be buying a 10-15 to year old beater and it still wouldn't cover fuel and insurance. The sales reps were getting used to getting a new car every 2-3 to years. It's important in this line of work to have a presentable car because it's often used to take our customers around the market. For example, my company has a very strict policy about keeping the vehicles clean and will pay to repair any cracks in the windshield or dents in the car immediately 
because we're a reflection of the company when meeting with our customers. It's just an all-around situation where they're getting screwed over and would be spending their own money on something their old company used to cover and it's essential to their job. Here's where the malicious compliance comes in. This new company didn't have a policy on flights. There was no rule on how far the destination needed to be before they were allowed to book a flight. Also, they were allowed to rent a car if they flew to a destination. Finally, their company card approval system didn't have very good checks and balances because of the acquisition. Basically, all expenses were sent to an understaffed department. Some were laid off during the acquisition, so they'd approve all expenses as long as a receipt was provided. So now the sales reps are buying ridiculously expensive, super regional flights and just renting a car at the airport. One of the reps I sometimes bump into had just flown from Kansas City, Missouri to Wichita, Kansas, which is two and a half to three hours away on the interstate. He then rented a car and drove back to Kansas City to make sales calls for two weeks. He ended up back in Wichita making sales calls the whole way and flew back to Kansas City to start the weekend. He'd been doing this every week for months. So was the rest of their sales force. He told me that his average daily travel expense was $50 more than the monthly allowance they gave them to buy a car. Apparently, the new company just caught on towards the end of the year, and their year-end travel expenses for them are massive. Since the discovery, there's been multiple meetings, virtual town halls, and a ton of emails with new policies and procedures for taking flights and submitting expenses. The biggest win for them, though, is that at the beginning of this year, they all got company cars again. Well, the new owners come in, they try to find places where they can cut costs. Unfortunately, they cut costs from places where it was actually well spent. Likely it was just because they didn't know the business that well. Maybe they didn't take stock with the people that work there and their opinions on what makes sense very much. Needless to say, it was quite a blunder. And our final story of the day is by Lance XXIII. If you say I can't get it for the correct price, I still am, but it's going to cost you more. My son was going to get the flu vaccine some days ago, and just as a precautionary measure, I wanted to test him for COVID the day of the vaccine, just to be 100% sure he's okay. Now, many pharmacies work with an online platform that facilitate deliveries through a phone app. You just log in and search for the item you want to buy or for the store you want to buy from. I searched for COVID self-test kits and I found a pharmacy about 5 minutes from where I live that sold them for 3 euros a pop. Great, I thought. Hopped on my motorcycle and got there. I got up to the counter, asked for 4 test kits, and the pharmacist rings me up for 20 euros. No, I'm no PhD in mathematics, but with some quick mind acrobatics, I decided 20 is more than 12. I tell her that I looked up the price before coming here and they sold it online with added delivery for 3 euros a piece. She proceeded to tell me that this was a different situation and that she can't match prices in store. I said thanks, that I wouldn't be buying the items at that time, and left the store, sat on my bike, opened the delivery app, and ordered 4 kits to be delivered right outside the pharmacy. Paid with PayPal and waited. Around 10 minutes later, a delivery guy came went into the store, took my bag, looked at his phone with disbelief, looked at me, asked me if I had asked for a delivery, gave me the bag and left. The pharmacist ended up giving me the kits for the correct price, 
and being charged 20% of the total price by the app for the delivery. Well, if they're going to be rigid like that and they're not going to match their own online portal, then that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Sometimes you got to do some weird strategies and play ball. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.